That's right. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and good evening. Welcome to Build Your Business on the Voice of the Cape Community Radio Station. Of course, we are broadcasting on 91.3 FM, 100.4 FM and also live on the internet www.vocfm.co.za We will be talking this week with our regular guest Brian Maudsley of course who gives us all the do's and don'ts about maintaining your business this week. We will make sure to leave you with some inspiration a business story of note that's coming up later so do stay tuned and of course we will look at entrepreneurship in general so do stay tuned. Right now though we go to our first guest online. Brian welcome to Build Your Business. Thank you very much good to be here. Brian, you know, the past few weeks we've really been talking to our listeners about the aspects of growing your business from beginning to continuation, of course, and growth. Now, I think something that we thought about last week, you know, or something rather that we want to do this week to go forward is how do you maintain your business? We've talked about growing last week, and now we'd like to get some advice from you on how does one maintain your business. Now, you, of course, are a business person, Brian. You are an inspirational speaker, and you also write about business. You're a social media guru. And, yeah, I mean, let's let's start off with a basic question, Brian. Like, you know, once I've started my business and now it's going and it's growing, you know, now I need to make sure that it's regularly maintained, right? It's like a car. It needs to keep, keep you need to keep it in shape. Indeed. You know, at the end of the day, I feel that there's, uh, there's, there's do's and don'ts when it comes to business. And I mean, look, not all of these are set in stone, but I, I think that as soon as you start making money, you must try and maintain the same standard of living you've always had. Because if you start spending the money as you make it, you're never really going to be moving forward. So a, a very important do is to live frugally. And that way you are able to move the money that you're making back into the business to grow even further. So basically, don't let your personal salary just keep increasing, increasing, just because the company is making money. You have to be mindful that the money that the company makes is not actually yours, it's the company's. So that's something to to bear in mind that as you start growing, be aware of. And I suppose at the end of the day, there's, there's one of what I think is the the big do nots. Don't become too big for your boots. I mean, just because you're starting to make money, don't be um, arrogant about it and keep your humility. That way you can continue to grow without upsetting anybody because arrogance is a very unattractive characteristic. And even if you are successful, you don't need to be arrogant about it. Brian, those are really, really good points. I think the first one is very practical, keeping two accounts to ensure that you maintain your business. Indeed. You know, one of the biggest challenges I think that a lot of startups have is because they struggle for so long, when they do start making money, it's almost human nature that you, you want to live a little bit. And the danger with that is it can get out of hand and you end up basically spending all your profits on things that are not business related. So one must be very mindful of who that money actually belongs to. Draw a salary, but that is your salary. There's no extra money available for the owner of the business just because you're the owner. That's not how it works. 
Okay, so um, just to reiterate, Brian, you also said that one should give yourself a salary. Well, at the end of the day, and, and I think that a lot of startups and business owners aren't aware of this, you should have a contract with the company. You might be the owner, but you have to have a contract. I mean, you the, the business is a legal entity, and even though you founded that legal entity, you are effectively an employee of that company. So at some point you're going to start drawing a salary that needs to be in your contract, and you can't willy-nilly take more or less from the company just because there's more money available. I mean, I draw a salary from my company. Every month my salary gets paid. That's Even though it is my own business, I'm still an employee of that company. Okay, so, you know, the idea of... Hey, I'm the boss, you know, I, I, I own the bucks, you know, that really now puts a different spin on the whole thing of not sort of like just, as you said earlier, also not getting too big for your boots kind of thing. But, um, you know, isn't the purpose of having your own business financial freedom, living it up a little, you know, making sure that you're not just a slave, but you're also enjoying the spoils of your, of your, of your labor? I'm just Absolutely. being a bit provocative here. One must remember that if you own a business, you have equity share value in that business. Assuming you started up and you're the only shareholder, you have 100% ownership in that business. What you, depending on how you've drawn up the, the company and the, the memorandum of, uh, of articles, a memorandum that defines what your business is and how shares are allocated and dividends is paid, assuming you own 100% shares in that business, when the financial year comes around and the company is made, 100,000 rand profit, effectively that can be paid out to the directors or the shareholders who own the, the shares in the business. That's the paying of dividends. That is the real benefit of owning a company. Once, that's why you get people who buy shares in companies so that when that company makes a profit, you get that percentage of that profit at the end of the financial year. A lot of organizations opt to reinvest that money back into the company so that they grow even further and the shareholders end up not getting anything but that has to be um it has to be written into the rules of the particular company so to answer your question you start a business to have the financial freedom yes you draw a salary to keep you going each month when the financial year comes round or the financial year end comes round you then get your share of the profits based on your shareholder value and if you own 100% of the shares, 100% of the, the profits is effectively yours. That's where the benefit comes in, financially, I mean. Uh-huh. So, Brian, let me just understand something, okay? So, the business owner would earn a percentage of profits as well as a salary. The, it all depends on how many, uh, what percentage of shares the business owner has. Often with a startup, there's one person they own all the shares, but a lot of organizations will start up with a partnership where 50-50 might be the arrangement, in which case when the profit at the end of the financial year, the thing is as well, you also have to remember dividends can be paid in different, at different times. It depends on how the, the agreement is drawn up when the company is created. But let's assume it, it is paid at the end of the financial year. If you and I are business partners, I own 40% and you own 60%, 
if the company decides to pay dividends, effectively whatever the company made in terms of profit, you get 60% of it and I get 40%. That is our share. Our, that's how our shares are, are broken up. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, when we talk about maintaining a business, of course, we are talking about plowing back into that business to make sure that it grows. It's the same thing with a car. You need to make sure that you take it for maintenance. You need, that costs money. Actually, a car costs you money more than anything else. Um, but so with a business, right, when you are maintaining your business, let's say at the end of the month you have a, a profit of X amount of thousands of rands. How much of that money do you think you should put back into a business to make sure that it either is maintaining, growing, staying stable, or even having a, um, a sort of like a, a rainy day sort of backup? Slash fund. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I personally think that to, to leave the whatever profit is made in the company bank account for as long as possible is the best practice. For the simple reason that expenses come up, you never know exactly how the, how that's going to impact on your business. And to simply say, because I've made a profit this month, I'm going to expand or I'm going to add new services or uh, products or I'm going to buy new equipment, that has to all be budgeted in. It can't be a knee-jerk reaction. So the advice I'd give to people who are, their businesses are starting to grow and they're starting to see a little bit of extra money coming in. What needs to be done then is sit on that money unless there is a specific budgetary plan in place where you say, when we make this amount of money, we will expand in this particular direction. I'll give you a simple example. I've been wanting to upgrade one of the the training rooms in in my office. Uh, I want to put a new projector. I want to do a whole bunch of things in the room. I have a budget in mind of what it will cost, and when we have that amount of money profit left over at the end of any given month, we will do those upgrades. But until such time, obviously I can't. That has been planned. That is budgeted for. If you don't have anything budgeted for uh, in terms of expansion, the best thing to do is leave the money in the bank. You said business owners should live frugally. That Mm. almost sounds like a contradiction. (laughs) Well, you know, when you work for somebody else, you have a set salary. And you live, you generally live within the means of your salary. Granted, people often go into debt, but the what the money you make is the money that you can live on and you spend. Once you start your own business, the goal is to try and maintain a good quality of life without necessarily splashing out and, and eating out four or five times a week and, and things like that because they're not necessary. It's better to ensure that the, the money you're earning is keeping you at a comfortable level because let me tell you often what will happen is you'll start making money in your company and you'll increase your salary and all of a sudden you increase your salary increase your salary and the company is not making any profit because that your salary has been increased every month and what you're spending that on more often than not is your personal upgrading of your personal life the danger of that is what happens when you need to make those upgrades or there is a a problem within the business, because your salary is now double what it was when you started the business, even though you don't need it, you just want it, you no longer have the funds available to bring your business out of that trouble, and then the entire business fails, and those few months that you were spending lavishly ended up destroying your business. Yeah. So you better off 
living frugally and, and effectively surviving until you can really take advantage when yeah. the company's really making a mm. lot of money. Brian, you know, I have so many more questions that I want to ask you, especially on this topic, but we don't have a lot of time. We actually have to go now. But the whole thing for me is, you know, now we're getting to a point of now people are making profit. There's money to be enjoyed, that kind of thing. But it's fascinating that you say just rein yourself in. Don't just go on a splurge, spend left, right and center because now there's money in the bank. Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much again for joining us on Build Your Business. And yeah, we would love to have you back again next week. Sure thing. Looking forward to it. BYB. 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 Building your business. 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 Welcome back to the show, Build Your Business, with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. And I just have to correct myself. Voice of the Cape does not broadcast. In fact, let me just say Voice of the Cape only broadcasts on 91.3 FM Stereo. And we, of course, love having you in our company. You can also listen to us if you have access to the Internet, wherever you are. You can listen to us on the website, www.vocfm.co.za. Now, Earlier on this evening, you know, we had Brian Maudsley online and he said something fascinating. He said that just because you've got money in the bank and making profit doesn't mean you suddenly need to start spending all that money. Doesn't mean that as a business owner, you must start living the life. He advises maintain a frugal lifestyle, keep the money in the bank and make sure that you spend it only when you need it so that your business can grow. Now, listener, if you are running a small business or medium-sized business, we would love to hear from you. You know, if you have anything that you would like to share with us on the on the on the radio station, if there's anyone that you would like to inform. You know, if, if, if you want to connect with um, with other people and just tell us about your inspiring story. You know, we have a we have an, uh, you know, we take live calls, of course, in the show. The number you can phone is 021-442-3530. That's 21 Four four two three five three zero. You can also send us an SMS. The text, um, the the SMS number is four seven nine one three, four seven nine one three, and even give us a call during the day. You know, because we want to feature inspirational stories that people can learn from and feel inspired by on this radio station. We have a a, a thriving sort of small business sector in our community, and we really want to platform them. So we will now be joining Nadia Kasim, who is known as a woman confectionery entrepreneur, and we want to share her story with you. And Nadia Kasim, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Build Your Business. Oh, How are you doing? Man, I'm not doing so well. I've actually been by the doctor today. Oh, okay. We are sorry to hear that. We are sorry to hear that. But then we must thank you, of course, for actually, you know, we, we're not going to keep you too long out of your rest. You know, the doctor okay. probably told you to rest. Uh, I actually got an infection in my throat as well. <coughs> oh, so, my goodness. No, I'm fine. sorry to hear that. Yeah. Are, you, are you comfortable doing this interview? Um... It's not going to be long, I promise, inshallah, it's not going to be long at all. Nadia, you know, we, of course, try to feature on this radio show people who inspire us. We would like to, we always, you know, when we talk about the planning for the show, we, we really 
want to bring across stories from our community. Nadia, I believe that you run your own business. Please tell us about your cake baking business. When did it start and why did you start this business? Oh, okay. Um, I'm a single parent, right? Um, I've been a single parent for 18, 18 and a half years. And, uh, <coughs> sorry, I mean, <coughs> just water cooking. Yeah. Yes, I can uh, hear you. We can hear you. Can I just drink some water? Absolutely. Sorry. You know, I, th- I, I wish that, that we had... That you were in better health so that we could really, you know what, I think, you know what, Nadia, I think we should maybe not do the interview. I really feel bad. I think that you should focus. Um, actually, the thing is, is, I actually need to sort as just, I have been by the doctor, I've been sitting there so long because I had to get oxygen as well. Yeah. And Nadia. I actually wanted to go to telecom to sort my phone line out because it's actually very scratchy, like I can't hear anything on my phone, you know. <coughs> And um, because, I mean, it would have been better if we could have speak over the landline. Okay. But can... Uh, Nadia, you know... I mean, you mm -hmm. are welcome to phone me anytime again. Yeah, I think... I mean, I'm sure I will feel much better after that, inshallah. (coughs) Okay. Well, Nadia, we really wish you all the best. We wish you all the best for your health, inshallah, and we just... We just, yeah, we just wish you all the best with your business as well. And shukran for actually just shukran, taking our call. Thank so much. No, man, I really appreciate it. And I would have liked to, you know, inspire some people, you know, to tell them how I really started and why I did what I did. But um, I'm sure there will be another time, inshallah. Yeah. But at the moment, I, I'm really not feeling good. Focus <laughs> on your health. Don't worry about this radio, yeah. sir. Focus yeah. on your health. It's great. Okay. Yeah. All the best, all the best. That there was Nadia Kasim. She bakes cakes, but she would like to join us another time. She says right now she's not feeling that well. Um, and Nadia, we really, really do wish you all the best for your health. Listeners, if you would like to share any tips on running your own business or anything that you have learned over the years, you know, please feel free to give us a call. The number is 021-442-3530. You can also send us an SMS. The number where you can text us is 47913. The aim of the show, of course, is to make sure that we all learn more about what it's like running your own business. We've been running the show for the last four weeks. This is the fifth week now. And every week we've been tackling one step. You know, we've looked at a business plan. We've looked at starting your own business by doing some research. Then we've looked a little bit about at marketing, growing your business. And of course, this evening, we looked at maintaining your business. Building your business. Build Your Business is back with you and we are now going to look at a couple of opportunities that entrepreneurs and aspiring business people can get involved with. Now we found the website Teen Entrepreneur, that's teenentrepreneur.co.za and it offers a host of things, workshops, events, membership societies, even articles that you can read and the aim is that it wants to encourage business people or the spirit of business and entrepreneurship from a very young age so it says the vision of the teen entrepreneur foundation is 
Uh, firstly, it's a non-profit organization, so they're not actually making money off you. You know, they actually want to play a role in empowering young people. So it says the vision of the foundation is to cultivate and promote the entrepreneurial spirit in all our teenagers through seminars, workshops, conferences, and exhibitions. We target schools, universities, churches, and youth centers. So the workshops, the title of the workshop is Awaken the Giant in You. That is a business idea generation workshop. There's also a number of online business tools where you can go onto the website and there's what they call the One Stop Business Information Resources Hub. They also have the South African High School Entrepreneurship Olympiad, which is a three-step competition where high school teams selected by the schools are invited to compete. And, you know, there's just a whole host of things on here. And I'm going to share with you the information. If you want to get involved with Teen Entrepreneur, you can phone them on 021-447-6183. That's 21 Four four seven six one eight three. Let's look at what they have here under the upcoming workshop section. Let's see what's happening. They've got the breakfast series that they've been running. And yeah, the idea is they want to put you as a young person in contact, not just with other young people who want to make, you know, have their own businesses, but also they want to put you in touch with people who can actually help you to grow, you know, not just your skills and your thinking around businesses, but also if you're interested in business, this is a long-term thing. So, you know, you can even go on from being a high school business person to being, who knows, the chief executive of your own dreams. Then also there's the South African Institute for Entrepreneurship. It says the South African Institute for Entrepreneurship was born out of the Triple Trust Organization in 1996. So they've been running for quite a while. And it says it was started f- to ensure that, you know, people have easy access to business literature training materials for both the small enterprise sector and for schools. So clearly there's a lot of development around this. There's so much, there are so many opportunities really, you know, that people can get involved in when it comes to running your own business. You don't have to sit back and, and wonder, you know, anybody with a mobile phone and internet connection can actually go and find out so much about running your own business. Now, if you want to get hold of the South African Institute for Entrepreneurship, they've got a number of programs running. They've got an agribusiness program. They've got training. They've got learnerships. They also have a focus on technology and inter- technological enterprises, rather. They are based in Observatory. You can phone them on the number 021 four four seven two oh two three that's oh two one four four seven two oh two three they are in observatory and that is the south african institute for entrepreneurship now agriculture as a business might seem like this far-fetched idea you know like imagine running your own farm but they have shown, the South African Institute for Entrepreneurship have shown that when people come together, they can actually get involved in basic food planting projects that can even sustain themselves. They've got on their website here under the agribusiness section, they've got a uh, a training, you know, they, they've got information about entrepreneurial skills training necessary to facilitate the economic growth of so-called back garden community food gardens. 
so that these farmers may progress from being a source of food security to becoming a source of wealth and economic prosperity. The SA Institute for Entrepreneurship has received a growing number of requests from various food production organizations for an additional sector-specific training module that would specifically look at how to use food, food production and food-related services in the pursuit of business ventures that could become commercially successful and contribute to economic growth and prosperity. Now, this, of course, would enable people to take the first steps from basic subsistence food security to initial income generation and then on to build viable business development. So if you are interested, you know, if you're interested in getting involved in an agribusiness, this is really the place where you should go. You should go have a look at the South African Institute for Entrepreneurship. Um, as I've said earlier, their number, you can contact them. Let me just find the number again. You can contact them on 021-447-2023. And then I found another website called www.entrepreneur.com. And in this business, on this website rather, I found a page where you have 55 different business ideas. So, you know, there's never, there's never, you can never get bored. Here's an interesting one. Here's a bicycle repair business. It says that in many parts of the country, this business tends to be seasonal. Of course, it's about when people can use their bicycles. In winter, maybe people don't use their bikes. Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, they need to use their bike because that might be their only mode of transport. But it seems like the things, the things you can do is you can rent a storage unit and offer to store people's bicycles over the winter after you do a tune-up and any repairs needed on them. Let's say, for example, you are living in, 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 a, in a crowded space where people maybe aren't going to use their bikes. Maybe they can lock it up in your storage space. And, of course, we know that, you know, bicycles need to be fixed. They need to be... Wheels need to be checked, etc. You know, it's the brakes, it's... You know, all those things, and that could be a cool business. Another business that's fairly straightforward is running a cleaning service. Now, there are so many directions you can take in this business. If you want to do work during hours when no one else does, you can focus on office clients. You can focus on retail business clients and keep your customers clumped into one or two blocks. So what, what, what this idea says is that, you know, when other people go home, that's when you move in. That's when you clean somebody's office and you can make money doing that. We're going to be back right now with some more of these amazing business ideas that you can do. BYB. 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 Building your business. So as mentioned, there are a whole host of ideas that you can follow up on. I will get back to that in a bit, but right now I would like to bring on the show Anissa Adams. And Anissa is going to tell us what she does to expose entrepreneurs at flea market events. Anissa, assalamu alaikum and welcome to Build Your Business on Voice of the Cape. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Anissa? Uh, How are you doing? I'm very well, Alhamdulillah. How are you? Good, Alhamdulillah. I must just check because we had a call. Uh, we had one of our guests on earlier, and unfortunately, she was a bit ill. So I just want to make sure that you are okay. No, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Good of Allah. Um, good. My health, I should go for my health. Alhamdulillah. That's good to know. So, Anissa, let's get on with it. Tell us, please, what it is you do and how can business people get involved in what you do? 
Okay, I started three years ago. I host monthly food fairs in aid of the needy and uh, market days. And the aim is to um, create a platform for those um, women out there who solely depend on market days to sustain themselves. I'm hosting my Pre-Eat Expo on the 19th of September, which is the Saturday coming at the Islands Hall, which is opposite Al Quds in Aslone. And I have um, about 50 exhibitors that will be showcasing their goods. And it is quite a variety, from clothing to kiddies' wear to um, henna artists. I've got bedding. I've got homemade cakes, homemade blachang, homemade confite. I mean, you name it. There's going to be something for everyone, and it's going to be all under one roof. Oh, wow. Anissa, you are essentially like a networker. You bring people together, and you help them make money. That's right. I also have informative talks at these markets, and this is to um, empower, motivate, and uplift everyone. And what I've done now in the week, I've actually taken three exhibitors with me into studio to inform the listeners what it is exactly that they do and what it is that they go through, you know, sitting up late night, um, sewing, making their scarf pins, um, making their clothing, and... Um, cooking and making the um, blood chunks so that when the people come to these markets, they know exactly what it is that these women have gone through to showcase their goods for them. Okay, so how do people get involved with your um, flea markets? Okay, what they can do, they are, I am unfortunately, although I would love to accommodate, um, I can't please everyone and I really cannot squeeze anyone in. But what they can do is give me a call on 0720 Okay, wait, wait. We need to read that a bit slow because I also want to write that down and read it out a bit <laughs> later. So, Anissa, your number again is 0- 0720 yeah. Yeah. Double eight zero. Uh-huh. And now, because I do these markets on a monthly basis, we try and give everyone a fair chance to be part of our family. So, um, you know, I host at Ryland Civic Center as well as Taronga Road, which is in Rondebosch, and I run a wellness ladies-only market. So if you cannot, if you miss and you cannot get in for this expo, most definitely give me a call and I will try to accommodate you for the next one. Uh-huh. So Anissa, what is the procedure? You essentially find a venue, you get the uh, marketing of the event going as you are doing now via our radio program. You also assist people, I suppose, in uh, maybe giving them advice on what would work, what might not work at a market. I mean, tell us a bit more about your business. It's fascinating because essentially you are like a mall. You bring people together. Right? Yes, um, we are family. You know, we have become one big family. Um, we have regular stallholders, and then we have people that, um, you know, can't make it every month, but still we are one big family. At Taronga Road, we run the kitchen. Um, where money from the kitchen goes to feeding the needy, and that can be either making sandwiches in the week or making a pot of food and distributing it, depending on what the kitchen brings in. Um, at Gatesville, we do not run a kitchen. However, we still take, uh, we still make sure that we give some part of the sadaka and we buy loaves of feed or whatever it is that we can. And it's it's a community, it's a family, it's a 
everyone um, plays a big part in yeah. this. this and Saturday, Isa, tell us a bit about the practicalities though. So if I'm listening and I'm running a business, <laughs> what do I need to do? I literally just phone you and say, hey, I need a stolchi. Give me like a spot at your next market. Is that how you do it? Um, that is basically how it works. It also depends, you know, Rizik comes from Allah and I can take on any amount of people and spread them out. Um, but I like to have a variety because we like to give people a variety to look at. So we'll take on a certain amount of scarves, a certain amount of clothing, just so that there can be a, a variety for those that's coming to the market um, to have a look at. Okay. And the prices, I just want to mention that the prices, um, these women, they've really kept their prices as low as possible. So to fit everyone's pockets. Okay. So there's, I mean, of course, there's a fee involved. And then you would communicate that information to whoever wants to join your market. Yes, there is a store cost involved, a very minimum store cost at um, Gatesville. But to come to the market, it's absolutely free. There's no entry fee. The market is open to all, um, so you're more than welcome to bring your family. This Saturday, because it's a pre-eat expo, most of our exhibitors are giving away um, either free gifts or the the prices are going to be extremely low. We're going to have a scarf demo. And then if I can also just mention, um, you know, one of our exhibitors, Faika Adams, um, she sells scarves. And she's been an exhibitor now for quite some time. And she has taken the initiative to um, do a toiletry drive where she is collecting toiletries from toothpaste to face cloth to soap. Um, and this, she makes it into packs and she is going to distribute this to young underprivileged ladies, young girls who's not by the means to be able to buy this. So the market has allowed her to do this exposure as well. And therefore she's asked if anyone is coming to the market and they buy the means you know, whether it is a bar of soap or face cloth or toothpaste or whatever, if they are by the means to come to drop it by her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, wow, Shukran, that's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> but Shukran, so much for just, you know, coming on to our show at short notice. Shukran, we really appreciate it. And he said, we wish you all the best with your pre-eat market on the 19th Inshallah. of September. Um, that's at the Rylands Hall. Listeners, do go out and check it out if you're interested. If you would like to get hold of Anissa, if you're running your own business, you want to get onto one of our markets, please feel free to give her a call. Her number is 72 Did I get that right? That is correct, correct. Yes. Perfect. 72 And from my side, Yazid Kamaldin, your host of Build Your Business, we will be back next week, inshallah. We wish you all the best in growing your business. Make a profit, but also make sure that you spend the profit only when you need to. Those are the wise words from Brian Mosley, our weekly expert. Shukran Jazilan for joining us. Building your business. Your business. business. business.